Blitzburg Steelers fans. Welcome back to Blitzburg Squad. I'm Wesley Seely alongside Shane Smith. Thanks for joining us as we jump into the week three recap of the Steelers versus the Texans. Now, the Steelers took care of business against the Texans 28-21, and that win puts the Steelers at 3-0, a record they haven't seen since 2010, believe it or not. You believe wonderful, that? wonderful record to have. I didn't know it had been that long, but uh, I'm not complaining about it today. Yeah, and was 2010 our Super Bowl season? Uh, yes, that was our last Super Bowl where we lost to the Packers, correct? Uh, yeah, it was. Because 2008 was the one we won, 43. Yes. So 45 was 2010. Yes. You're right. You're right. Yeah, we won't talk about that. But we did have a good start to that season, so hopefully we'll have a different outcome this year. But um, Steelers looked pretty pretty decent in this win. Um, I was relatively happy with the uh, with the way we finished the game. Um, we finished a lot better than we started out in the game. We started out a little bit rough. Um, I think after the Steelers' defense got a three and out on the Texans' opening drive, the offense, Steelers offense started out our drive kind of backed up in our own territory. Um, and, uh, and they were able to go, I think on a, like an 11 play drive all the way down the, the Texans side, or I believe in the 20 yard line, but I think it saw, stalled out and got a field goal. The first opening drive. Am I right there? Yes. Yeah. We yeah. finally got points on our opening drive and we finally got a first down. Um, I don't know how many other teams, but I know us and the Texans were one of however many, it can't be a whole lot. <laughs> that um, hadn't had even a first down on our opening drive of our first two games. Um, and just to kind of go with how slow, not only us, but the Texans start, uh, a stat popped up on the screen during the game. Since 2019, on opening drives, the Steelers, between 2019 and two games before this one uh, of 2020, we had made six points total through 18 games the Texans were the second worst with 13 um so just it was nice to go down and even though it was only three it was nice to go down and get something because we are historically bad at it (laughs) (laughs) oh for sure yeah I mean even even only coming out with the field goal on that drive it was just nice for them to get points on the first drive uh, get some points on the board and uh especially you know starting out with our initial drive being a, I think backed up and inside our own 20 um, mm-hmm. driving down the field on a long drive and getting some points out of it was was good so I was happy to see that and like you said it was nice to just get the ball moving rather than stall out that first drive so that was good and you know even after that drive I feel like the offense looked good the first initial drive but after that drive the offense was kind of struggling to get back into a rhythm I think Ben tried a couple deep shots that didn't really connect and the running game couldn't seem to really get going yeah our our first uh our first drive uh Randy Feekner finally listened to not only us but probably just about every other Steeler fan yeah I and think he, I think he's a big fan of the podcast actually uh, he might be <laughs> uh they finally did not do RRPP run run pass punt yeah uh, we started out with three straight passes 
uh, and it yielded success. And then what happened the next two drives? I'm pretty sure it was run, run, pass, punt. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like, okay, this worked out the first time. Let's revert back to the old ways. Maybe that'll have success. And honestly, we just looked like on offense, Ben just looked to be missing some things. Uh, and he didn't really look to be back or to himself until again, that two minute drill um, near the end of half, Ben started heating up and Ben started calling his own plays and, and, you know, running that no huddle. And, and we had way more success running that. So, yeah, uh, I, you know, if, if anybody doubts anything ever, you know, Randy Feekner's not a good offensive coordinator and, and Ben should take over that role and play quarterback at the same time. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. We, we really, um, after that first initial drive really didn't get things going until about what, five minutes left in the second quarter um, where Ben found Ebron in the corner. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. that was, like I said, that was, it had to have been like five minutes left in the second quarter. It was late in the second quarter. And um, and it was right before half there. Although I gotta say, his first touchdown catch as a Steeler, Ebron's, that was a thing of beauty. That was a it was a nice throw and just a good. He played that defender well and played the ball well in that catch. He played very much like a wide receiver and not like a tight end on mm-hmm. that. And I mean, honestly, throughout the game later on when uh, Deontay Johnson went down. He played a lot more uh, spread and not so much close up to the line. And I, you know, I honestly, he he was running wide receiver routes, and I seen no problem with that because it was yielding results. Yeah, and I, I will say, I know we dog on Feekner a lot, but I do say I did like that he did that with Ebron. They kind of flexed him out outside and then lined him up in the tight end spot, and then put him outside, lined him up in a slot, and just kind of nice to kind of get the versatility of who he is and kind of uses athletic ability more so to to our advantage because just lining up in the tight end position sometimes isn't all that great so it was nice to have him all the way out on the outside on that touchdown catch I think that was a good mismatch there so yes absolutely tight end versus corner your your tight ends typically going to have the the size advantage on that yeah I'm sure Ben will take that that matchup every time Mm -hmm. um yeah no that was good that was good a good catch um and after Ebron's touchdown Believe it or not, the Steelers D was able to get the stop and get the ball back to our offense. And in the two-minute offense, like you said, Ben was kind of able to get things clicking, and he found Juju all by himself on the left side of the field, I think, for that 27-yard touchdown. I'm sure Juju was shocked when he caught the ball and turned around just to see how much open field he had to work with. Um, Because he was – I mean, there wasn't anybody probably within 20 yards of him. He was wide open. There was some kind of blown coverage there, blown assignment. Yeah, yeah, it looks like the one, I don't know if it was a nickel corner or a linebacker or whatever, went down on the the receiver with another corner and I mean literally just left Juju absolutely wide and uh and, you know in doing so he literally walked into the end zone. Um yeah, which is something you you really don't see. Uh you know, you see people jog, but he literally went from a run to a jog to a literal walk yeah uh to score (laughs) yeah he walked it right in yeah yeah, no problem doing it either yeah it was it was good to see I was think I think overall I was happy to see how the offense was able to close out the first half especially since they were just kind of trying to keep up with the Texans at that point and and like they just couldn't seem to get it going after that first drive like they just 
kind of were stagnant. And I don't know if it was the play calling or what was going on, but they just couldn't seem to get it going. So I was happy with, you know, from five minutes left in the second quarter up until halftime, they were able to put two touchdowns on the board and look good doing it, actually. So I was happy with that. Yeah, it was definitely something we needed because our defense was was looking horrible. Our our, uh, secondary became suspect again. Uh, Pass rush wasn't getting there. I mean, they just looked lazy overall. Uh, You know, Steven Nelson looked like a liability at that point, and and we just needed something to to turn it around. And uh, our offense was finally able to get clicking again. And uh, again, I think Ben calling most of those plays really, really helped get things in gear and, and kind of energized our defense all the while for the second half. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. For for in the, the second half, our offense, I'd say majorly won the time of possession. I mean, they, they held the ball for, I think it said like 37 minutes and uh, capped off one of the drives with Connor rushing touchdown. So it was nice to really win the time of possession, kind of milk the clock, um, gain the lead there, and uh, and then um, hold on to it, basically, and, and do enough on defense to, to um, hold off with the win. So it was good on offense that they were just kind of able to milk the clock and do their thing. Um, and I'd also like to point out, too, for the offense, I know we, didn't, we don't really mention this too much, but um, the offensive line looked, I think, really good. I think um, J.J. Watt was – I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but J.J. Watt was, like, non-existent in this game. Yeah, he was absolutely non-existent. And, yeah. and he – there was times, like I, – I don't know if it was on the first drive. I, I want to say it was on the very first drive. I'd seen J.J. in there for four, four or five plays, and then, like, literally the back half of it, I didn't see him in there at all. And I oh, honestly okay. had thought he got injured, and I was like, what in the heck are the Texans thinking? Their best defensive player is not in there you know, what, what's going on? Is he okay? And he was just kind of sitting on the bench. So I don't know what was hmm. going on there. Yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, anytime I seen him in, uh, he was, he was lined up against Chooks, uh, yeah. a And, you know, he's supposed to be our, our weak link cause he lost the right tackle job, but he played stellar. Yeah. That's um, what I was going to say. Hats off to him because he, I don't think he let up a single play on his side, a sack on his side. And he just, he looked good. Yeah, him him and DeCastro melded really well and it was really nice having DeCastro back. Uh, you know, I don't I don't know how much they pulled or anything with him, you know, but uh I, I know for sure he, he was really great being back. Um not that Dotson didn't go, do good the last week, but you know, a rookie I'm sure still needs to, to work on things where DeCastro's been been a staple of our offensive line for many years at this point so yep hard to beat an all pro like him yes i agree with you there um all right so now let's talk about the defense a little bit <laughs> where do we begin right yeah first <laughs> first half or second half defense yeah i guess let's talk about the first half defense <laughs> oh boy <laughs> go ahead tell me your uh, thoughts of the first half well first half uh if i was giving the defense a rating it would have been Oof, it would have been pretty low on the list. Like, I think giving a C- minus in the first half would have been kind. Um, you know, like, like I'd already kind of pointed out, Steven Nelson and, uh, is, is looking like a liability. It's, it's looking, to be honest, that unfortunately you can't put Mink in the box and you got to keep him back there just because it, it seems like one way or the other, somehow Nelson's getting beat. And I think we're learning that 
anybody, anybody at all that has speed, Nelson's done for. Um, he he just can't do it. You know, he it happened in week one twice with Darius Slayton. Uh, we wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt. Uh, I, I don't 100% remember last week, but I, I think he gave up a couple last week as well. Um, and then again this week, it's, it's you know, one time is a anatomy, uh, you know, two or three times it's starting to become a trend and it's not a trend that I like to see. Um, and it was just, again, the pass rush. We were only typically rushing four, which isn't something that you, you know, I can understand rushing four and keeping a spy on, on Watson, but we were rushing four and dropping seven in a zone. And, and I mean, he was just picking us apart because Keith Butler just kept calling this prevent crap that, just was letting him absolutely look like an MVP candidate to us. And it just looked, I mean, I, I, I thought the Texans were going to score 40, no problem on us. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I would say, I, yeah, I would say that was a disastrous performance by this top three defense that um, everybody raves about. And, and we do too, but, and they haven't really lived up to their, their hype this year. And, I'm not sure what in the heck was going on, but they were rushing, like you said, rushing for playing zone coverage, basically the whole first half. And Deshaun was picking us apart with ease. And I want to say their average catch was around 10 yards in that first, that first half. Oh, um, I, I, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. And, and I know we previous, we, we had talked about the communication and we talked about it, the communication being an issue for the first two weeks, but, this didn't really look like that. This just looked like the wrong game plan in order to stop the Texans offense. I don't know what Keith Butler was thinking, I guess, coming into this. I don't know if he was just trying to stop Deshaun from running, but Deshaun, I don't even think scrambled maybe once. I, I don't even know, but he really wasn't a factor. His legs weren't really a factor. He was doing it with his arm. Right. And yeah. No, he had one, one rush for five yards was his total on the day. Uh, I mean, he was always yeah. looking to go down the field and, he had a lot of success. Yeah, so, I mean, kudos, Keith Butler. If that's what you wanted to do is stop Watson from running, you did it, but you didn't stop him from throwing however many yards. He just he just tore us apart in the first half. He was making it look easy out there. And I mean, Keith Butler did make an adjustment for his defense in the second quarter, and I think that was a pivotal uh, adjustment. We needed, we needed that for sure. We needed to do something different in the second half. And I think they were able to get some more pressure on, on Watson in the second half, which equated to – the Texans kind of stalling some drives out and obviously um, coming up with the turnover. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I know we had one sack in the first half. We might've had two, um, but I know we ended with five sacks. So I know we were getting there more. Um, and honestly, probably a turning point for me uh, with our defense was when Deshaun Watson left his feet to try and make a throw and TJ Watt, clobbered him um was that I'm, a mike hilton interception uh was that no. when he was down for a little bit i want to yeah that was when he was down for a little bit yeah that was the mike hilton pick okay yeah because he was uh, running towards the sideline and i know that was later but like i mean he just kind of seemed scared at the like after that point and just it just kind of seemed out of it um you know, you hate to have somebody injured, but at the same time, if they're picking you apart, you need to make a statement like, no, you're not using your feet. You're not going to do this. I'm going to hit you. And I think TJ kind of brought the brought the pressure there on, on that front part. 
He stamped him on that one. <laughs> it was a good hit. It was a great hit. Clean hit, too. Hit him yeah. right in the chest, so it wasn't something that people could say was cheap other than it was right on the sideline. But if you're going to stay inside and you're not going to run out of bounds, I don't care if you're a quarterback, running back, wide receiver, you have the right to get hit. And if you don't like it, run out of bounds. Yeah, exactly. And I, I saw some comments of people saying that they thought that hit was unnecessary. They thought it was a late hit that, you know, he was almost out of bounds. He was already out of bounds that this hit shouldn't have happened. And, you know, whatever. I, I don't think that, but I mean, maybe I'm a little bit biased, but <laughs> <laughs> I just I didn't see that it like that so right I mean I I think it was frustration and you, you know you're gonna make somebody pay you know yeah. you're, you're not gonna be you're not gonna be the number one defense and and just kind of just tap on somebody you know uh, you, you know look at the Ravens they they're not a team that just says oh yeah they're they're gonna go out of bounds let's let them go no they're gonna hit you they're gonna try and punch the ball out you know they're gonna do the same thing that we do it's just we were front and center on that today yeah yep for sure yep i agree um yeah before we get to um our play of the game and our final thoughts um let's just talk about a little bit about the uh the referees and uh the calls (laughs) i know that there was a couple uh, we were talking during the game and i know there was a couple no calls that we thought should have been um, like the, the PI or the no call on um, Claypool. And um, I know we ended up getting a, a pass interference on Claypool earlier in the game, but uh, there, I feel like, I don't know, we, we kind of chatted about it and I, I know you were kind of on the same page, but it almost seems like the rec or the refs are almost too lax in their calls this year. It's almost like, I understand you just let them play and sometimes it's just, better for the game that way it's you know less pauses in the game just let them play it out but at some point I feel like you've got to make the calls and I almost feel like they're just it's one extreme or the other either call too many or they don't call enough and maybe that's maybe I'm just being too um, picky with it but just think there were so many blatant uh, penalties out there that everybody could see and they just weren't calling it and I just wonder what's going on around the league if it's just uh, some of the games that we're seeing but I don't know. From what I'm seeing, it's it's been like that this year. Yeah, and and I think you and I were talking about it, and people can correct us if we're wrong, but I believe this was the second game the Steelers have had where no holding on either side was called at all. Yeah. Um, and That's literally those, impossible. Yeah, I, I mean, and it's one of those, you know, I, I'm sure if Mike Tomlin was asked because he'd get fined if he said, you know, certain things, you know, he's going to say, yeah, certain things may not have been done that way, but you know, that's not our responsibility. Our responsibility is to play the game and, and we win ultimately. But at the same time, we're fans and, and we can say what we want. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, Bradley Roby held on to to Claypool's arm and, and Claypool still almost came up with what would have been a catch of the year candidate um, had, had he got that. TJ Watt is still continually getting held play after play wrapped around the neck and I mean he's not complaining about it or anything but at the same time something's got to give eventually I know you're good and I you know I I know he's defensive player of the year candidate for this year but at the same time that doesn't mean that you're excluded from being called on blatant you know holding calls and that um and and so I've noticed it too where the refs just seem to kind of 
just kind of let them play. Um, but at the same time, it's, uh, you know, there's a difference between letting them play and letting them get away with murder. And yeah. some of the things are, are a little ridiculous that they're not calling. Yeah. And, and two, just well, even beyond the penalties, I think, um, you know, it's a little ticky tacky, I guess, but I mean, I thought it looked clear as day. I think the announcers even said it looked clear as day. They, they brought a ref in and then he thought it looked uh, clear as day, but the uh, extension from Ben on the third down run, I think it was, when he tried to extend and reach out for the first down, it looked like a clear first down. The ball crossed um, whatever yard line it was where that marker was at. And the challenge came out from Tomlin because they ruled it uh, not a first down. And they reviewed it and still decided uh, it was uh, going to be fourth down for us. So I just thought that was a bogus call. And I just don't know where that's what they were viewing there. I mean, yeah, that was it was almost like they went based on where Ben's knee was when it went down and not the ball. And that's right. not how, that's not how things are works. <laughs> called at all. Yeah. Um, and I mean, that just kind of continued the streak of I don't know how many times it is now in a row that Mike Tomlin can't seem to win a uh, a challenge, <laughs> even if it's blatantly good. But on the uh, I mean, on the front of streaks, we, we did get rid of a bad streak, though, finally. Uh, one that I don't, I honestly didn't think was going to end this week, but we didn't turn the ball over. Hey, you're right. That's... Um, at all. Uh, it, it was close. It was very, very close. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, but we didn't and we continued our sack record. So we're up to, uh, you know, 60 games, 60 straight games with a sack. So yeah, you're right. One, one streak continues, but eventually it'll, <laughs> yeah. That one too shall end. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> yep. No, you're right. Um, I just thought for sure that that his Tomlin streak was going to end because it looked clear as day to me. And I thought, uh, I think I even messaged you. I was like, hey, this is, I think Tomlin's actually going to win this challenge for once. <laughs> yeah. We, we apparently jinxed it. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course we did. Um, so for your play of the game, do you have a play? Um, my play of the game is actually going to go back to us barely, uh, or narrowly escaping and breaking that, that horrid streak. It's, it's going to be Chase Claypool's one, one catch where, uh, that fumble does not hit <laughs> the end zone, which resulted in it would have resulted in a turnover and a touchback, uh, you know, because it stayed in bounds, we were able to then, uh, you know, finish out the game and uh, not let, you know, Deshaun try to pick us apart again. So that was a, an important play of the game for me, um, just because I still would have been a little nervous uh, given Deshaun the ball again uh, with how with how he looked in the first half. Yeah, and actually that was a – to go along the um, – kind of going in side by side for the, the turnover streak or – not adding on to the turnover streak for us. That was a big play in the game because I think it was a third down. It was kind of a fake handoff, throw it on a, uh, I don't know if it was a screen or a slant, I can't remember, to Claypool. And then he just kind of did the rest and ran it down the field, I'm pretty sure, um, and uh, got it inside the 10 there. But, yeah, it was a, that was a good play, and I'm glad that it was able to roll out of bounds, take a good bounce there, and uh, – Initially, I thought it bounced through the end zone and it gave him a touchback, so it almost turned into a disaster there. But no, I was glad we were able to 
to keep possession of it there. So, yes, um, I think my play of the game was the Mike Hilton interception. That was um, in the second half. Actually, it might have been the fourth quarter uh, when the Texans had finally started to kind of get going on offense for for once in the, the second half. And um, when Watson had scrambled out and uh, it looked like he had found a man, zipped it in there, and Hilton just made a nice uh, play on the ball. He undercut the receiver's route there. And uh, um, and then also with that interception, we were able to get points off of that turnover. So it was uh, it was a nice swing and a good turn of events for us there. So, Yes, it was uh, very important. And it's something that you like to see Hilton do because he's – He's known more for blitzing um, and not so much his coverage skills. Yeah. And even early on, you know, I, I can't remember if it was the first or second quarter, you've seen him stumble on a play that led to a touchdown. Um, and, and so it was nice to see him kind of redeem himself by getting that pick and, and all to be leading, leading to us uh, winning the game. Yep. Yeah, he owed us that one for the touchdown he gave up. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good play. I like that one, so. Um, and then I guess final thoughts, just to wrap up, um, your final thoughts for this week three matchup. Uh, my final thought, I guess, is, uh, you know, I, I, I've mentioned it a few times. I'm not a huge James Conner fan. Um, but, uh, I, I was impressed with how he played today. You know, he, he took some hits that, uh, he, he didn't go down or get injured on. So that was nice to see. And, uh, he had this is a second game of a hundred yards. He, he was very, very uh, consistent. I, I think he averaged uh, 6.1 yards per carry. So that's, uh, that's no complaints on a, on a running back at all. And just, I guess our running game as a whole, um, you know, not including the kneel downs that Ben did. Uh, it was, it was something along the lines of like 175 rushing yards or something like that, that are, uh, that we had. And so, I was uh, I was impressed and I was glad that we rebounded from a slow start to uh, not only come from behind but get the get the W and and look good coming out of the gate. Yeah, no, I like. Or I that. guess finishing up the gate. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I understand <laughs> what you mean. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think I think too. Just you know, it was it was a good it was a good win. I mean, I can't I can't discredit the win because it's still a win after you know all said and done. Um, I just, it, it makes me a little bit nervous about that the defense can play like that sometimes and they can look like so good other times. So uh, I was glad they were able to kind of turn around the second half, look a little bit better, kind of shut down the Texans offense and um, the offense Steelers offense kind of did their thing too. I mean, they kind of got rolling um, early in the game, stalled out and then kind of brought it back before half and second half, they were able to just kind of do the thing, milk the clock and uh, keep control of the ball and, like you said, Connor did pretty well. Um, and also it was nice to see um, Anthony McFarland out there too. Uh, we talked a little bit about him in the preview. Kind of were hoping to, or yeah, we we're kind of hoping that he was going to get on the field. And he did this week. So it was kind of nice to see his speed out there on the field for us. Yeah. Yeah. When he touched the ball, he averaged seven yards of carry. So yeah, he looks solid. That, uh, that was a nice, nice counter punch. Cause uh, you know, James Connor. Uh, and Snell are kind of they're they're different, but they're they're similar uh, roles. And then you have McFarland, who's that burner. You know, mm -hmm. he he can hit that hole. He can hit it fast, and he can he can really cut it towards that outside, and you know, go zero to sixty real quick. So it was nice to see that, and just see that different change of pace. 
that, um, you know, hopefully continues throughout the season and just continues to throw other teams off about, oh boy, what's going to happen now? Yep. Yeah, I like that we were able to implement him into some of our plays and our game plan. So I liked it. So, um, yeah. I think that's about it. You have anything else to add to it? Uh, yeah. I guess. Uh, what was what would you grade overall the Steelers as a whole this week? Uh, man, I want to say I gave them an overall grade of a B minus against the Broncos in that win. You did. You were very generous. I was pretty generous there. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's tough because. It's the Steelers always play. It's it's two totally different teams. I feel like first half and second half, mm-hmm. and so it's ho- so hard to kind of compile that all up into one and just give it one solid grade. Um, I guess I'd probably go C plus, and that might be generous too. I don't know. I mean, I think if the defense would have shown me what they did in the second half and been a little bit more solid in the first half, that they wouldn't have looked that bad in the first half. I would have given them a better grade, but. The defense just kind of pulled the, the grade down uh, for me. Um, okay. they, they didn't look very stout, and um, offense did their thing. I think they didn't look great, but they did enough, and I think they did they did fine. So I think overall I'm going to give it a C plus. Oh, wow. Wow, you're being the harsh one this time. Uh-oh, what would you uh, give? I'm going to give them a, a B. Um, I thought about a B plus, but I'd say an overall B because it was a bad first half for the defense. But uh, coming back and, and getting five sacks uh, along with, um, you know, holding a Houston Texans team to, I think it was either 52 or 56 yards. Um, I was impressed in our offense got clicking before the half and continued on. And honestly, I think we could have scored, uh, you know, another touchdown um, if we really wanted to. So I, uh, I guess I was the generous one this time and gave him him a B, even (laughs) though I wasn't, uh, wasn't too proud of them in the first half, but uh, some, some stuff I think they can work on and, and uh, you know, some, some accuracy issues put in check for, for next week as we, uh, face a, a defense that uh maybe the hardest defense that we're playing all year uh you know at least through the first four games so sure yeah should be a good matchup look forward to it so yes oh cool um well if you don't have anything else to add i don't um i think that uh we'll kind of wrap up this recap of uh, the week three win against the texans so um, thanks for all that tuned in to the Blitzburg squad. Be sure to join us later this week as we'll discuss the preview for the Steelers at the Titans. Uh, we'll talk about that game preview later in this week. So until next time, go Steelers. Go Steelers.